We thank God for our liturgical dance ministry who has blessed us tremendously this morning. We thank God for my sister, Reverend Dr. Latanya McKinney, Latanya MacGyver Penny, who preached for us last Sunday. We thank God for all of you, Watch Chapel, as you are proving yourself to be not just a mediocre or average church, but a great church in the midst of a pandemic as God is faithful, you are faithful. Your pastor appreciates you and says, let's keep up the great work for the kingdom. The scripture's been read. I encourage you to read all of Job 42 in your hearing, the entirety of the chapter. I want to preach from those verses that I've read, but the entire chapter will give you a context for today's message. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, getting unstuck. Getting unstuck. Tell your virtual neighbor, today is the day you get unstuck. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher, your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Getting unstuck. When we think of God, we don't often think of God as an encourager. Well, God has proven himself to be a awesome, fantastic, and phenomenal encourager. When we think of God, first thing that comes to our mind is not God as an encourager. When we think of God, we think of God as a creator, deliverer, keeper, and sustainer. We think of God, we think of the attributes of Almighty God, God's grace, God's mercy, God's faithfulness, and God's providence. While God is everything I stated previously, God is also a phenomenal, fantastic, and awesome encourager. Who among us has not experienced God as an encourager? If you look across the journey of your life, there have been countless times, incidents, experiences where God himself has encouraged you or God has raised up somebody to provide the encouragement that you needed at that particular moment in time. God has encouraged us to be our best and do our best. God encourages us to walk by faith and lean not to our own understanding. God encourages us to live by the law of love and to keep hope alive. 
God encourages us to serve, share, and succeed, while God also encourages us to tithe, talk, and testify. God encourages us to believe, behave, become, and belong, while God also encourages us to dare, dream, disciple, and exude determination. God, I tell you, is an awesome, fantastic, and phenomenal encourager. Thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the mercy of God. Thank God for God's goodness. But on this day, I thank God for being an awesome, fantastic, phenomenal encourager. According to this familiar Old Testament text, God once again proves himself as an awesome, fantastic, phenomenal encourager. If anybody ever needed encouragement, it was a man by the name of Job. Job, according to this Old Testament text, needed to get unstuck. Consequently, Job needed God to demonstrate the fantastic, phenomenal ability to encourage that only God could provide. For those of us who know the story of Job, we know that Job was in a significant or went through a significant ordeal in life. Job, according to Job chapter 1, was so integrous, so holy, so above reproach that God himself, Dr. Johnson, bet on Job that Job would be faithful to Almighty God in spite of God allowing the devil to test and tempt him. Job becomes a target for Satan himself. And as Satan's target, Job's money becomes funny, his friends become fickle, his marriage becomes messy, his family becomes fractured, his health becomes horrible, his reputation is ruined, his convictions become complicated, his faith becomes feeble. Yet according to this Old Testament text, God encourages Job to get unstuck. And on this Lord's Day morning, we might as well be honest with ourselves. 99.9% of us in some way, shape, or form in life are stuck. All of us don't deal with the same kind or genesis or reason for being stuck. But if we would be honest with ourselves on this last Sunday in August, the majority of us who are watching this worship experience are stuck because of some circumstance, situation, or reason in life. I wish I had some real folk who would say amen. 
I'm not stuck because the reason you're stuck. You ain't stuck because the reason I'm stuck, but the majority of us who are watching and participating in this worship celebration are stuck for some reason or reasons. Stuck because of pride or projection. Stuck because of unholy, unnecessary habits. Stuck because of bitterness or belly aching. Stuck because of immaturity or irresponsibility. Stuck because of doubt and or distractions. Stuck because of ego excuses or envy. Stuck because of rebellion or a reprobate mind. Stuck because of carnality conforming to the wrong stuff or confusion. Who among us on this Sunday morning has the audacity or I would dare say delusional audacity to raise your hand and say I ain't stuck. Job as we read this narrative was stuck not just for one reason but Job was stuck for a multiplicity of reasons. Job might have been stuck, Reverend Robinson, because of his unforgiveness towards his friends. Job might have been stuck because he and Mrs. Job were in a complicated configuration of romance. May have been stuck because he was still grieving the unexpected, unfortunate death of his children. Stuck because those who looked at him as a leader are now looking at him as a loser. I don't know why Job is exactly stuck. And those of us who would be honest got to say it ain't just one reason we're stuck. We're stuck for a multiplicity of issues in life. Yet the good news on this Sunday morning, help me preach Watch Chapel, is we serve the God who sits high, looks low, who has the capacity and ability to deliver us from being stuck. Despite being stuck in life, if you and I respond to the encouragement that God offers and provides, we can get unstuck from bitterness. We can get unstuck with grief. We can get unstuck from our confusion. We can get unstuck from issues in life. Whatever it is, God can deliver us and make a way so you and I can get unstuck. Job, as he has this encounter with Almighty God, begins the journey towards getting unstuck. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Let me preach it plain and practical. Today might be the first day of the rest of your life of being delivered and liberated from what has you stuck, but don't believe by midnight you will be totally liberated and delivered. The journey towards getting unstuck is a daily journey. 
We make the decision at 10, 10 a.m. But we got to keep walking on the journey. Somebody raises the question, preacher, how does Job get unstuck? Job gets unstuck, watch chapel, because Job faces his flaws. Job faces his flaws. If I'm going to get unstuck, come here, Michael. I got to look at the man or the woman in the mirror. The first step for any of us to get unstuck is to face our flaws. Job, as we read the entirety of 42 chapters in this Old Testament book of wisdom, is not without his flaws. We talk about the integrity of Job. We talk about the consistency of Job. We talk about the generosity and patience of Job. But Job, as we encounter him in verses 1 through 6, has an errant theological understanding of who God is. And Job has an understanding of God that was errant, and inadequate. Consequently, God has to dialogue with Job and reveal to Job who he really is. And having had this conversation and dialogue with God, Job says, now I know who you are. I know that I have been errant in what I have articulated about your identity, your nature, and your persona. And verse 6 says, I am repenting in dust and ashes. Job has acknowledged the error of his ways. He has faced his flaws. Consequently, he can fix what he has faced because he has first faced it. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. This ain't shouting material, but this is deliverance material. If we're going to become unstuck concerning what has us in life, concerning the issues that have us bound, we got to face our flaws. It is easy and regular sport to face the flaws or point at the flaws of somebody else. Uh, but pointing and highlighting and noting the flaws of your spouse, your children, your neighbor, your mama, your daddy, your family, the preacher, and everybody around us will not lead to our own deliverance. And maybe that's why we are bound. Maybe that's why we are stuck. Maybe we spend too much time pointing at other folks' stuff and too little time facing our own flaws. If I would face my own stuff, if I would sit with it, maybe I would be unstuck. I got to face my own procrastination. I got to face my own lack of money management issues. 
I got to face my own poor decision making. I got to face my own untamed tongue. I got to face my own stuff so I can get unstuck. Job faces his flaws. First step to getting unstuck. He just doesn't face his flaws, but Job forgives his friends. There is no freedom without forgiveness. Maybe some of us are bound and stuck right now because we are still drinking from the bitter cup. Job's friends have hurt, wounded, and disappointed him. These are the same friends a few years ago who stood with him for seven days and seven nights, did not open their mouth, but blessed him with the ministry of their presence. But then after Job 2, come on, I need my Bible readers to walk with me. Job's friends began to assume, began to conjure, begin to pontificate, begin to think concerning why Job is in the circumstance and situation he is in. They are as wrong as two left shoes because they assume that Job is going through this circumstance because of some sin he has committed. They don't know about the dialogue between God and the devil. Consequently, because they are going through, because Job is going through, because he's lost his health, because his marriage is on the rocks, because he's lost his money, they assume Job has committed some sin. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning, those of us who are so self-righteous that we think everybody is going through because of some secret sin they have committed. Sometimes God tests us and allows us to go through for the purpose of pruning. Trying to bless somebody on this Sunday morning. Everybody who has cancer hadn't committed some sin. Everybody who has a terminal disease hadn't committed some sin. Everybody who's had to bury a son or a daughter hasn't committed some sin. Everybody who has contracted COVID has not committed some sin. There are some circumstances that God allows so we can become wounded healers and be pruned for the glory of God stop talking about what you don't know stop being so holier than thou that you look down on everybody and assume that everybody who is going through some circumstance some misfortune has committed some sin that you don't know about God is gracious to all of us I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning and Job gets unstuck because he forgives his friends. It's going to bless somebody. If you're going to be free, you got to forgive them. 
If you're going to smile and have the joy of the Lord, you got to forgive them. And I've lived long enough, amen, somebody, those who have hurt us, betrayed us, wounded us, they sleeping at night, they gone on with their lives, they done got remarried four or five times, got new men two or three times, and you still biting your nails, sucking your teeth, drinking from the bitter cup. Honey, you got to live your life and forgive them so you can be free. You may never get an apology, but you got to forgive them. They may never say what they did wrong, but you got to forgive them. They may never come to you like Job's friends came to him, having been convicted by God, but you got to forgive them, not for them, but for you. Maybe some of us are unstuck because there are some people in cemeteries. There are some people who have moved away. There are some exes that we have yet to forgive, and they are free. Ain't thinking about you. Ain't thinking about us. But you are still in bondage. But today is the day to forgive them for your freedom. Somebody says, preacher, how do I forgive him? He left me before kids. She left me for a new man. They left me high and dry. You forgive them the way Job forgave his friends. You pray for them. Come on, I'm blessing somebody right now. It's hard to have a grudge about somebody you pray for. I ain't just talking about now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul to keep. Honey, you got to pray and fast for some folk. The deeper the pain, the deeper the wound, the more hurt, the more bitterness, the more injurious, the more you got to pray. Sometimes you got to turn down your plate. Job gets unstuck. Because he faces his flaws. He forgives his friends. Job gets unstuck. Because he focuses on the faithfulness of the Father. I wish I could holler the way I wanted to holler. This is the same Job who has lost his money. The same Job whose marriage is on the rocks. Same Job who's had to walk behind the caskets of his children. Same Job who had to go use an EBT card where he was buying out the bar at one time. This is the same Job who has lost almost everything, but now Job has had revelation from Almighty God. Job has faced his flaws. He has forgiven his friends. And once Job forgives his friends, demonstrated by praying for them, look at what God does. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. The same God who allows Job to be tested and tempted is the same God who turns around the circumstance in Job's life. And Job, come here at verse 12, his latter days were better than his former days. 
Job. He and I don't know if he got a new woman, Sam, or he and Mrs. Job reconciled. But whoever it was, they had more babies. Y'all ain't talking to me. God gave him his wealth back. God gave him his reputation back. God gave him back everything he lost twofold. He lost it early, but God is so faithful that God gave it back to him. I'm trying to bless somebody right now because some of us look at life the wrong way. We are looking at what we lost. We are looking at what we don't have. We are looking at what we have given up in life. But I dare you to look at life through the lens of God's faithfulness. Yeah, you lost this, but God gave you more. Yes, you lost one wife, but God gave you a new wife. Yes, you lost one husband, but God gave you a better husband. Yes, you lost this circumstance, but God gave you more. Your latter days have been better than your former days. Honey, don't look in the mirror too long. Look at what God is doing in the present tense. Look at what God is doing by faith in the future. Yes, I lost some stuff, but guess what? I got more joy. I got more peace. I got more enthusiasm. I got a greater praise. I got a greater shout. I got a stronger testimony because of the faithfulness of Almighty God. Has God been faithful? I said, has God been faithful? Does God wake you up every morning? Doesn't God put clothes on your back every day? Don't you see the mercy of God morning by morning? I said, has God been faithful? Face your flaws. My mama, no, uh-uh. We ain't talking about your mama. We talking about you. Daddy, you. I procrastinate. That ain't mama's issue. I'm impatient. I got to forgive some folk. Ain't nothing worse than somebody who ain't thinking about you living rent-free in your head. They done forgot about you. They see you like, who, who are you again? Who is you? You don't know me? Focus on the faithfulness of God. I dare you to chronicle what God has done. Job lost his wife, but God gave him a new one. I don't know if this was a new one or they reconciled. I don't know. They had more babies. His money got restored. His brothers and sisters who counted him out came and put ice on his fingers. Everybody 
in the land of us who thought Job was on that stuff. Job is back. We were wrong. Job is back. Today is the day for somebody to get unstuck. Today is get unstuck day in the world. Today the first day, face your flaws. Forgive who you need to forgive. And guess what, you know what? Sometimes the person we need to forgive is us. It ain't them. I need to forgive me. I, ain't, I didn't do my best. And I'm mad now. Because I ain't do my best. But guess what? You focus on God's faithfulness. Look at all that God has done for you. Look at all that God has done for you. In spite of. Somebody right now on this Sunday morning, you're not saved, you don't have a church home. We believe in digital discipleship. You go to the Contact Us tab, you follow the tabs and become a member here at Watch Chapel on Get Unstuck Day. We'd love to have you as a brother or sister in Christ. We'd love for you to be a part of our church family. I'd love to be your pastor. We would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. One day, we're going to be back here. Ain't going to be like it was, but we're going to be here. We're going to be here every Sunday. Amen. Physically, we're going to be here. You come join us now. We have transitioned. We are pivoting. We have, we're going to be a hybrid church forever. We're going to be hybrid forever. That's the post-pandemic church. I'll say more about it. But we'd love for you to be a part of our church family. Watch up. I want to continue to thank you for your faithfulness and giving. I want to thank you for being a phenomenal church. We encourage you to continue giving. Amen. You can give. There are various and diverse options where you can give. You can give through the U.S. Postal Service. You can mail that to Stewardship, 3703 Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. You can give through Text to Give, WCMBC 73256. You can give through PayPal, stewardship at watchchapel.org. You can give through Cash App, dollar sign, Watch Chapel, please include your full name. We thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Happy birthday to August babies. Happy anniversary to August brides and grooms. Y'all singing first or we showing the pictures first of the babies? All right. Come on, choir. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't turn out. Don't turn off. I said turn out. Amen. Or turn up. Amen. Look at the pictures of the...
No way. 